It's time for the Hammer Down Show with Jared Jesselitis. Oh, yes. And what was that beginning, middle, and end part again? Streaming online at 1017thehammer.com. All right, sounds good. Let's do this. Twin Lakes next week to open up the sectional, the team that they just got done beating here last Friday. And, uh, yeah, a lot of deja vu. I got a lot of questions for Coach Fry. So uh, that's coming up here in about 15 minutes. You'll want to stick around. You don't want to miss that. Also, we're going to take a look at this Bears and uh, Commanders game uh, in just a little bit. And uh, Dan Snyder making some comments. <laughs> Gosh. Oh, the NFL right now. Drama, 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 drama. Let's get started like we always do. Uh, we'll make it nice and easy for you. Somebody mess with my buttons. It's the Need to Know News. Here's your Need to Know News. Can't mess with my buttons like that. All right. Uh, high school soccer regionals. Last night, Harrison Boys season ended after a 4-2 defeat at the hands of Carroll. West Lafayette comes back 3-2 win over Bishop Knoll. They advance to Saturday at Mishawaka. Their opponent will be determined later on this evening. Faith Boys, 2-1 winners over Argos. They advance to take on Park Tudor on Saturday. That game at Taylor. Meanwhile, on the girls' side, McCutcheon will tango with Carroll tonight. Uh, West Side takes on Hanover Central and Faith. Takes on Tipton. There you go. Shout out to our local soccer teams here. We a soccer community now? What's going on? That's awesome. Uh, Blackhawks got handled last night by the defending champion Avalanche 5-2. Taves and Max Domi with the lone Chicago goals. Feel like somebody warned you about that. Blackhawks outshot 35-17. Also racked up 17 penalty minutes. Not good, Bob. All but the first abs goal was scored on the power play, too, last night, which was odd. Blackhawks catch a flight to Vegas, take on the Golden Knights tonight. Another big underdog. Vegas, uh, a minus 365 favorite right now. That's not ideal. They're not good. Pacers preseason last night, 109-100 went over the New York Knicks. Ben Mathurin with a 27.9. The lead to blue and gold. Preseason continues tomorrow when the Rockets will uh, come on in to town. Uh, Tonight, Purdue Soccer on the road at Iowa. It's on the Big Ten Network, which is pretty awesome. 8 o'clock. Iowa is winless at home this season. So maybe, you you know, you're going to want to flip back and forth from that Bears game, right? That's going to have to happen. There you go. That is today's Need to Know News. I mean, we'll get into it a little bit later on, but Dan Snyder, the owner of the Washington Commanders, according to sources, 
claims to have dirt on NFL owners and Goodell went to his law firm to hire private investigators to come up with dirt on several NFL owners. Allegedly has enough secrets gathered to, quote, blow up several NFL owners, the league office, and Commissioner Roger Goodell saying privately they can't with me. I mean, let's think about that. Of all the stuff this guy has done so far and been involved with, and he still hasn't been ousted, maybe, maybe. Can he blow up everything before uh, we get to tonight's Commanders and Bears game? No, he cannot, unfortunately. You will have to watch it this evening. But that was a breaking news thing from this morning from ESPN, and it doesn't surprise me in the least. We'll get into it all a little bit later on when we talk uh, our NFL stuff. But there you go. That is today's uh, Need to Know News. We're doing great, by the way, on our NHL bets. If you tailed yesterday, you had a big W. Congratulations. Um, I mean, it was easy. I mean, all you have to do is fade the Chicago Blackhawks. That's all you got to do, buddy. That's easy. That's light work. I mean, they're bad. The make of them is, uh, is bad. The way they play is bad. I mean, it's. I can't believe the Knights game has an over-under of six and a half. And they're going to get there. Vegas has got to get there for them. But you're looking at a puck line here for Vegas at minus 140. Ugh. It's not a ton of value right there. But I will say this. I'm going to continue to fade the Chicago Blackhawks until they, uh, until they prove me wrong. And I don't think they're going to prove me wrong anytime soon. I told you what they did in the preseason yesterday. I mean, it was they, they were all losses by at least three or more. Now, I know it's the preseason, and there's only so much, but they're pretty darn consistent. Pretty darn consistent here. And there's little that I can get into here that I'm like, oh, I, I like on the Blackhawks for you here. The Blackhawks have covered the puck line in each of their last seven games against the Golden Knights. Uh, Here's the other thing, though. And the underdogs have won each of the Golden Knights' last five games. You're going to see that stuff and go, oh, okay. These Blackhawks played last night. They have not scored an even-strength goal yet. They're not getting a lot of shots off. I mean, they're just not good. I'm fading them tonight. I'll take the puck line. I don't want to go to the two and a half. Um, that just makes me a little bit, eh. Um, if you want to drop some value down, but take out some risk, the 60-minute line is at uh, minus 230 for the Vegas Golden Knights tonight. I said, good luck. But, I mean, that's just an easy leg. And we've been doing pretty darn good with hockey tonight. That's the one you got to feel the best about because... I mean, they're just so bad. Uh, the Penguins tonight also should be big winners against Arizona, who's playing on a college campus this season. Uh, the puck line's already at two and a half. 
Boy, that's scary. Real, real scary. But I feel like the Penguins have something to prove and an absolutely abysmal finish to their season. They had a 3-1 series lead against the Rangers before they blew that. I think they come out with a chip on their shoulder. The Arizona Coyotes, again, let me remind you, this is a franchise that finds itself playing uh, all season in at ASU. It's on a college campus. What does that tell you? But hey, I know you, if you want to be, if you, you just want to cut as much risk as you can out of this one here tonight, go ahead, take the Golden Knights. Go ahead and take the Penguins, both to win. You're at minus 161. Is that great? No. But at the same time, yeah, I feel pretty good about both those games for you. Feel really, really good about both those games for you. Um, if you're feeling a little bit daring, uh, the Rangers, I think, um, getting plus money in Minnesota tonight is good for you. I, that's like my upset special. It's I'm not going to officially recommend it to you, but that's something I keep an eye out for. We're hot on hockey right now. We're still kind of getting a feel for things. Uh, these games tend to go under early on as well, too. Uh, just something to keep in mind there. But those are those picks. I do have Bears picks for you. I have a, I am looking, I am like pleading with the gambling gods here uh, in that game to give me a sign to take advantage of some of these Justin Fields numbers. They are so bad. They're going to have like a 15 mile an hour wind up there tonight. Which, and it's going one way down the field. And it goes left to right, as you see it on the television. Which, okay, it's a, it's a little bit concerning. But you go and you look at the Justin Fields alternate passing yards. 200 yards is paying out plus 235. Oh, I want, I'm like, just, you get to 225, you're four and a half to one. I am like begging, like, show me a sign that this is going to be okay. He started out at six to one to go to 250 tonight. Plus, it's up to eight and a half to one right now. It's a plus 850. I'm going to keep digging. There's got to be. I want to take this so bad. I mean, the commanders with a mediocre pass defense, they play the run pretty good, which is what Chicago wants to do. So now, like, they got to do something out of the ordinary to win this game, which is essentially a pick And I think they have to put the ball in his hands. So whether or not he actually gets it out and doesn't scramble a bunch, I don't know. But I'm just looking for a sign that I want to take something in there. It's 200 passing yards in an NFL game. Come on. Ugh. Yikes. But I have a ton of stats to, we'll talk about it a little bit later on. I got a ton of stats that are screaming at you to take the under tonight. Not that if you have seen both these teams play, you wouldn't know that you probably need to take uh, the under here tonight, which is at uh, 38 or 37 and a half, uh, depending on what book that you like to use. Uh, we'll get into that. We'll break it down with some trends and uh, things of that nature here coming up in just a little bit. But hang tight. We're going to take this little quick little break. We're going to come back. Shane Fry, West Lafayette Red Devils, joins us next. Hang around for that here on the Hammer Down Show on 1017 The Hammer. 101. Welcome back, Hammer Down Show. 1017 The Hammer, 1017TheHammer.com. Over to the Blue Fox Heating, Cooling, Hammerhead Hotline we go. Coach Shane Fry, Westside Red Devils. Continue to roll number one team in 3A, undefeated, coming off a 51-6 victory 
uh, over uh, Twin Lakes. Uh, so much fun that they'll get to play them again in uh, well, next week on the 21st for the first round of sectionals. Coach, congratulations. Yet a, uh, another win uh, up north there. Uh, I mean, your team continues the roll. I feel like the first question I need to ask every week now is, did, did we come out clean? Do we have any injuries after last week? Thank you. Yeah, um, we we were okay. Uh, we we made it through. Uh, you know, our, our starters played uh, the first half, and then some defensive guys played a little bit in the second half. We were able to get our JV guys and younger guys some reps, so that, so that's always good too. Yeah, uh, they've been able to do that for quite some time. It feels like here, at least the last several weeks. Uh, before we get into uh, everything for this week, talk a little bit about those JV guys. There is uh, is anybody starting to stand out for you? Anybody you want to spotlight in their performance from last week? Well, we've got a couple guys um, that are mostly JV players that have worked their ways on onto a couple special teams for us. Um, you know, Martin Gazzo is a guy who uh, hadn't played much football. His parents kind of wouldn't let him, and then they said they got sick of him asking, so they finally <laughs> let him play. And uh, he's stepped in nicely as the JV running back, and he's on a couple special teams for the varsity team. And Micah Davis, same thing. Uh, he's a uh, wide receiver for us and, uh, he's, he's been able to work on to a couple special teams as well. So those are two freshmen that, that have done, done a good job playing, uh, some varsity reps and then getting in there and playing their position when the JV comes on the field. See kids, persistence pays off. You just bug them enough. They're going to cave. Uh, yep. so stay with it there. Uh, well, congratulations to those guys. Uh, that's awesome. I, I love to hear those uh, stories of guys that, persistent uh, and they've worked their way up and then they get those shots and uh, uh, it's always nice to be able to uh, spotlight those guys uh, like another great weekend here again or great uh, Friday night for you know, Max Mullis 9 and 19 130 of course you know he does a lot with his feet there two carries 55 yards and a, uh, a touchdown I mean he, he's fantastic we're not telling anybody anything new uh, Liam Burton another great you know, game Dawson I feel like this is another great game for Dawson with 18 carries and uh, Three touchdowns on 167 yards. Um, it, it just it seems like every week he he's getting more and more comfortable and he's getting better and better for you guys at a critical position. Quite frankly, yeah, 18 carries is, is quite a bit, honestly. Um, you know, and he only played the first half. So uh, Twin Lakes was um, you know sort of their defense was spread out and um, trying to take away the pass as much as they could. So we that's fine. We'll run the ball and you know it starts up front and our offensive line when they were creating some massive holes and. Dawson did a good job taking advantage of that and had a big night. All right, let's move on to uh, this week. Actually, next couple of weeks, you're going to have a little bit of deja vu. Again, you'll, you'll take on those same Twin Lakes uh, Indians for the first week of sectionals next week. But here you go with a rematch with uh, Western for the uh, conference championship in the uh, crossover here. A team you met week three, 147-18 uh, here at home. You'll have to go on the road this week. Uh, have you gone back and looked at the Western film from that uh, game in early September and um, – what do you feel like is different from early September with them as opposed to uh, this Friday? There's quite a bit different. Uh, first of all, our team is different. Um, you know, there's three guys playing uh, all the time back then that, that are unfortunately out for us. Um, so, you know, they won't be there for us. And for them, defensively, they made some adjustments. Um, I feel like they moved some guys around and, and took one one of the really good uh, backs off the offensive side. And well, they left him on the offensive side of the ball, but they also they're playing him at safety too. And he's he's dynamic on both sides. Um, but yeah, they've they've sort of got an upgraded defense with those new players, and you know, their offense is is what it is, and and that's what they do, and take pride in three four yards of carry and 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 keep, stay on the field. So. Uh, 
they're tough, and it's it's a tough matchup for us, regardless. Um, and and with their new guys in on the defensive side of the ball, and and them having experience play us, they're going to come in with a lot of confidence. Uh, talking with Coach Shane Fry here on our Hammerhead Hotline, West Lafayette Red Devils head coach. So, I mean, this week is where it really starts to matter. I I, I feel like I'm sure one of your goals is to win the, uh, the the Hoosier Conference Championship next week. It's it's now win or go home, and you're coming off a couple of teams here in. You know, Twin Lakes, Lewis Cass, Benton Central, uh, where you, and even Rensselaer Central, where you guys have really just dominated here. I feel like young men can get a little, get a little lackadaisical here. At t- how do you get them to, to be refocused, recommitted, and uh, get just, I mean, take that step for you guys to, to make this uh, run to uh, Thanksgiving weekend? I think our guys have done a great job of it um, in practice. You know, we're always focused because. Honestly, we've had a new group out there, um, you know, at least one or two guys maybe playing out of position um, and us facing an entirely different offense from uh, week to week. So that all has caused us to, to stay focused and, and know, you know, what we need to improve on and, and what we're looking to, to stop or what we're looking to execute each week. And our guys have done a great job with it. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's almost hard to believe that it's already week nine because, you know, it just flies by in the fall and, and here we are, and I think our guys are focused, and, and they're ready to play in a big game. I'm excited for it here. West Lafayette taking on Western for the Hoosier Conference Championship here on Friday night. Uh, Coach Shane Fry, hey, it's always a pleasure, buddy. I'm excited we finally get to this point now. Uh, uh, it's that long journey to Thanksgiving weekend, but uh, I know the Red Devils are well-equipped. Best of luck here on Friday night, and uh, we'll circle back with you again next week, bud. Okay, thanks a lot. Thanks for having me on. Always love having Coach on there. The Red Devils, again, uh, getting ready for uh, this uh, week where they got to go to Western um, to play in that game for the uh, Hoosier Championship. I mean, I fully expect them to win that. Uh, you go back to week three when they beat Western 47-18. to I know, as Coach said, you know, both these teams are, are different uh, from that time being and that Western might have changed some things up. But, but the one thing that I know Western has not done is add a whole bunch of more uh, talented personnel. Uh, they are winners of their last five, but, you know, Benton Central, uh, Cass, which has really fallen off, uh, 2A Tipton when you're a 4A school. You, know, you beat up on a 3-5 and five Tipton team in 2A is uh you know that's not impressing me northwestern is 1 and 7 so they actually haven't had that competition but at the beginning of the year uh, they did have the competition try west uh Weibo and uh west lafayette i mean they had the competition there so uh it'll be interesting i think it'll be a little bit closer than week 3 but i still expect the same thing when i when i take a look at west lafayette and, and how far they can go I mean, it, it really starts and ends with one guy, doesn't it? And it's Max Mullis. Now, that team is so much more than just Max Mullis, but he is the most indispensable player that they have. And that's not because I don't think Carson Kitchell can't step in there and run the offense. Uh, we've seen it. He can. Uh, but Max does so much with his feet and, uh, and, and throwing the ball. I mean, he's thrown for 22 touchdowns. He's rushed for another 15 touchdowns. I mean, clearly the most indispensable player. Now, there are a few more indispensable players, I think, but that's because they're getting so thin at some positions right now. 
your speed guys are secondary. Uh, your guys like Liam Burton um, are, are guys I put on the the, the list right there. Um, I, I don't think you can afford to lose another running back. Dawson Martin is really starting to settle in. We said he had, what, 20 carries in that game against Twin Lakes to try to get him ready for what he's going to have to go through uh, for this West Lafayette team to uh, to to get there. You know what I mean? To get the Thanksgiving weekend. And we heard Coach talk about what Twin Lakes did uh, where they uh, tried to uh, what play the pass a little bit more there and uh, try to let the sophomore beat him. Well, he beat him. That's on tape now. That's maybe not going to work out as well as you thought that it would work out. So that's huge. I, I really thought midway through the season that his development was the most important thing. Now it's just the protection of Max Mullis to be able to do what he needs to do. I, I think Dawson Martin has checked off a lot of boxes for me here uh, lately. Uh, you've got a couple other guys that have filled in in spots that I think have been doing a good job. Uh, you know, Benny Speaker's been a, a big play kind of guy for him. They got Jack Montez back uh, after his appendix burst. It just goes to show you the, the weirdness that has uh, been this uh, been the season for them. Uh, they've got a lot of really nice pieces. They play good defense. I'm not sure what type of team really beats them. Shane Fry is so good in his adjustments in game and at the half. Uh, that this team really has just about everything it could possibly need to uh, make another run into Thanksgiving weekend down to Lucas Oil Stadium again. Will they do it? Uh, that is, you know, I mean, we'll, we'll find out now, won't we? Uh, we've gone through what we think could happen here. There's a, there's a couple, a couple of tests here in the sectional that you're looking at. You know, week one. You know they'll they'll beat Twin Lakes again. Uh, Calumet comes in uh, probably for that second game, and you're gonna have to go on the road for that one. Um, I get the sense that the coaching staff thinks that, that can be uh, somewhat of a uh, a test. Calumet eight and zero on the season, and uh, they'll play Hanover Central, uh, which is a uh, what you would think is the it's the other undefeated team in sectional twenty five. That game's going to give us a great idea of who is who and who is capable of what. So I think West Lafayette's real lucky that those two teams are going to play each other this week uh, before uh, we open up sectionals next week. Those are the two teams that you really have to watch out for. You know, West Lafayette already comfortable in beating uh, Rensselaer Central, um, River Forest. Who knows? But they're like five and three. You know, Griffith three and five. Twin Lakes, Boone Grove. These are not uh, these aren't teams that we feel like are huge contenders in that sectional. I mean, it's West Lafayette the favorite, followed by Hanover Central and Calumet. Um, they get through that. There's nobody ranked in the regional matchup for them, which is good. Uh, and then you get into um, and then you get into uh, semi-state, and that's really where you're worried about things because now you have a number three Norwell or a number four Oak Hill. So we'll see how this goes. But I like West Lafayette. They've been there. That experience matters. That counts for something. Hey, Shane Fry knows what he's doing. So yeah, if we get into a coin flip at some place, you know I'm taking West Lafayette. But I don't know that there's a coin flip matchup in this sectional. I do believe Calumet and Hanover Central can cause problems. Um, and if they're not careful, yeah, they can lose those games. 
But I like West Lafayette's chances of getting out of that sectional. Uh, first, they'll take care of business against Western this week and uh, take home that conference title first. We got another break. Bears, Commanders are coming up here tonight. I've got the latest. Uh, also, we've got some uh, Colts practice news. Uh, some guys still out. Somebody was back, though. We'll talk a little NFL with you here and get you prepared for Thursday Night Football with our best bets as well. That's coming up next. This is the Hammer Down Show on 1017 The Hammer and 1017. It's the Hammer Down Show, 1017 The Hammer, 1017TheHammer.com. We have Thursday Night Football tonight with your Chicago Bears going after those commanders that came up at Soldier Field here this evening. We're looking at a 15-mile-an-hour wind with 30-mile-per-hour uh, wind gusts uh, going from one side to the other. We're not, it's not a crosswind. It's a uh, head and tailwind here tonight, and that is uh, moving the lines uh, all about here today. Um, it has turned into a commander's the favorite uh, matchup here. It's, it's still a one-point game. And, yeah, this is... Um, this is something. This game now has officially the most money on the handle for a no-touchdown scored game in DraftKings Sportsbook history. I think after what you watched last week and you found out what the odds were on something like that, uh, you want to see if lightning can strike twice here. Okay, now also my friends at DraftKings, they do have your get up by seven and you win on your money line. You can opt into that here again this evening. If you want to take the Bears, it's at minus 105, so... I mean, you're basically even money there. They also have $10 bet. You got to opt in first, but bet $10 on your live bets in the Commanders versus Bears game. Get a free $10 bet. Why wouldn't you? You can make some money, and then you're going to get reimbursed anyway there with a $10 free bet. And uh, you can also get a free bet back if your Thursday night football stepped up. Same game parlay. It, it loses. All right? Make sure you opt in. Read the rules because you got to have a certain... Uh, you know, you gotta get to a certain level there. So, uh, make sure you check that out. That's all great value here for you this evening. Our over under sitting at 38. And again, the commander's a minus one point favorite on the road out there in Chicago. Um, I- I'm excited for the Bears for a couple of reasons here. No, Jihad Dotson to have to defend this week. Um, who was uh, tied for the league league in touchdowns. Uh, he is out. Uh, the commander's also missing a couple of uh, key pieces in the secondary in their depth. Uh, so this is all very good. Commanders, uh, an interesting team here, okay? We, we do know that they defend the run pretty good. They do one thing well is they defend the run pretty good. The problem is that's what the Bears want to do to establish everything is to uh, set up that run. Passing offense is not bad. They're 10th overall in the league with Carson Wentz. Um, then you got the Bears defense, which is ninth in the league. So you feel like uh, the strength of the commanders is the strength of the uh, offense is the strength of the Bears defense and vice versa. Like the commanders can't run the football. But the Bears can't stop it. But they can stop the pass uh, and the commanders can throw it. Meanwhile, on the other side of the ball, Again, we know that the Bears have the dead last passing attack in the league. Commander's defense is 20th, so it's not exactly like it's great. It's mediocre. Uh, Bears love to rush the football, and uh, that is definitely the strength of the commander's defense is stopping the rush. So, yeah, this is an interesting matchup from, uh, from these terms. Now, 
The first thing that sticks out, obviously, you watched last week and you say, Jared, I'm I'm ready to hit. Uh, I'm ready to be team unders. We are not we are not programmed to accept the unders. All right, we want to see the overs. We root for scoring. That's just how we're programmed. But every piece of intel I have here, every piece points to the unders. I hate it when everything lines up this crisply. And I mean, for the for the under 38, this is insane. Like, listen to this. Thursday night unders, 27 and 2. That's 74%. When the total is 40 or below. Insane. That number improves to 18, 4, and 1 when the total is between 37 and 40. 18, 4, and 1. That's 82%. And not only that, it's barely a sweat. It clears by 9.7 points per game when the total is between 37 and 40 on the over-under. Primetime unders this season, 11 and 5. Thursday night unders, specifically 15 and 6 since the start of last season. All right, whatever, Jared. That doesn't mean anything, right? We're talking, this is Bears Commanders. Completely different. Fine. Justin Fields unders, 10 and 5, including 5 and 2 at home. The Commanders, last seven, under hits 5 and 2. 4 and 1 in their last five against the NFC. Oh, by the way, the under is also 21 and 8 in the Bears' last 29 home games. I hate this. It's all lining up. Rookie head coaches still struggle on Thursday night football. They are 8-19 against the spread on Thursday nights since 2015. Ugh. All right. Well, you know how I always bring you like the ref stuff, right? There's always a ref angle here for you. Adrian Hill, the official tonight. Small body work. He's been a head referee since 2019. But we got stuff. He's like so down the middle, it's not even funny. Except in one category. In one betting-relevant category. Would you like to guess which way he leans and what the category is in 47 games that he has called as a head official? He is 30-16 and on the under. 66%. Everything is perfectly lined up on the under. Oh, this is so tough. All right, so here's my thing. I've seen the amazing numbers on Fields um, and his passing stats. I mean, you're already looking at uh, almost 3-1 to one just for him to get to uh, 200 yards passing. It's you got to find something here. How do they do it? All right. How do I talk myself into doing this thing if you are the Bears? Because honestly, uh, it doesn't even matter who you pick in this game. It's it's practically a coin flip. You can make a case for either one, even though I'll probably shade a little bit more towards the Bears at home. You know, I think Washington's probably the better team. But in order for the Bears to do this, in order for Justin Fields to have to to get where he needs to go on those props for you and lead these Bears to victory, what's he got to do? He's got to drop back and throw a bunch. We're told the commander's uh, defense is better against the rush than they are the pass. 
You got Nikhil Harry back as well here too. So you got yourself a uh, a, a new a new target. Fifteen mile an hour winds. Oof. But you know what? I think if you're going into that and you're throwing tight spirals and you're not trying to bomb it down the field, yeah, it probably stinks taking the top off, but I still think you can get some checkdowns and stuff. And I don't think that pass rush is that tremendous. But the Bears are averaging almost four sacks a game. Maybe I should shut my mouth on that. I'm looking for a path to do this. Um, because I don't think the Bears are going to get into a big hole here. I don't think it's going to be one of those where they get down like 20 and then they've got to go exclusively to the pass. But I don't think they're going to be able to run the ball like they want to. I think they're going to have to use the pass to open up the run game here. David Montgomery back has scored the first touchdown in four of his last seven home game appearances against NFC opponents. You can get that at 6-1 to one tonight. I just don't know how much Carson Wentz is going to end up actually throwing in this game either. Oh, this is a very vexing one here. I don't like the no touchdown. And I'm, looking, I'm just looking to talk myself into the Bears here. I hate that I'm doing that. Justin Fields rushing over 42 and a half yards tonight. He has 47 plus rushing yards in each of the Bears' last three games. Yeah, this is a real tough one. Right down the middle. Gosh, I really, I really thinking about taking this. This is a great teaser game here too, with your pick and with the uh, with the uh, under. Good luck tonight with this one. I I might just be sticking to hockey and a few sprinkles on this one, but I I just I, I don't know what to trust. I really don't. It just all lines up too neatly. When it all lines up too neatly, does it ever work out that way? That's what I'm worried about. And every like every site, everybody is pushing this. And I'm also a little bit of a conspiracy theorist. After Dan Snyder is out here talking about how he's got dirt on everybody, he'll burn the whole thing down. He's you know allegedly. Roger Goodell, I got all the dirt. I'm a conspiracy theorist here. And I feel like that when you bring Roger's name into it, all of a sudden some calls don't start going your way. It's so dumb. But I'm kind of, I'm just, I'm a little stitious. Not superstitious. I am a little stitious. But everything and every basically stat from the past tells you that this game is going under 38 points. Um, if it does go under 38 points, I just get the feeling that this is a little bit more in the Bears' favor. I thought Justin Fields was pretty good last week. Remember, I, I talked about this on Monday. We'd been joking about how um, he had not looked good for a couple of weeks. And his, you know, his offensive coordinator is like, no, I think he's been getting better. And we all kind of scoffed at that looking at the stats. So ask yourself. Do you believe in what I said on Monday, where I feel like that the stats for him, he's getting a little bit better? And if you do, I mean, maybe you take that money line tonight. I think you at least take it on the DraftKings promotion up seven. That's not a bad place to be. But look at what he's done the last three games here. Against Houston, 8 for 17, 106. Against the Giants, 11 for 22, 174. Against Minnesota, 15 for 21, 208. 
average is gone up from 6.2 to 7.9 to 9.9. Completion percentage went from 47 to 50 to 71. I don't know. If, if something's starting to click here, see, listen to me. I'm trying to talk myself into these bears tonight. I'm doing everything I can to talk myself into the bears because I absolutely hate the commanders and I absolutely hate Dan Snyder. And I like you bears fans. We're all buddies. We can be cool. I want to go with Justin Fields tonight. I'm going to spray. I'm going to be a little dangerous here and just and see if it works out. I'll play some long shots tonight with some low money and that's about it. I, I, I know I should just go ahead and bet the other, but I, I'm doing better on hockey here. So best of luck to you if you're tailing. But those are your angles here tonight. There's no last second. As far as I can tell, we haven't had any last second uh, in or outs. Uh, we know that the Bears injury report has been uh, basically clean. Also, what can I get? What can I get? On Carson wants to throw an interception here today. If I can get that at 115 or better, I am on it tonight. All right, we're going to take our final break. We'll come back. We'll wrap up the Hammer Down Show next on 101. Out here wrapping up the Hammer Down Show on 101.7 The Hammer and uh, 101.7thehammer.com. It's Jared Jessalitis. Uh, big thanks to Shane Fry for being on here with us. Uh, do appreciate that. Uh, don't forget, we also uh, we, we put the entire show up for you uh, after the show on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, uh, I believe it's on Audible, um, all, all your podcasting websites, you can pretty much get it. Uh, also on our Twitter and Facebook page, right? So if you're into those things, uh, those are easy places to find it uh, right there if you want to go back and take a listen to Coach Fry or anything else that we discussed, like this uh, Bears numbers, and then hold that uh, over my head uh, tomorrow. Yeah, feel free to uh, to do that. Appreciate the listens. A lot of support lately, too. The numbers have been really up, and uh, I do appreciate it. I know you guys are just tuning in to listen to guests and not me, but hey, whatever. I, uh, I, I will 100% take it. 100% take it. All right, uh, I got a couple of minutes left here real quick. Uh, some of the things that uh, we may have missed uh, from the day. And actually, I missed this yesterday. I, I saw it. I made a comment about it. I, but I think it happened after we went on the air. It was uh, Wisconsin basketball at Media Days Day 2 with a tweet. And there is guard Juwan Howard smiling next to each other. And the caption, making Valentine's Date plans. Um, really? If you might, you might have forgotten about the little tizzy that the two of them got into. Remember when Juwan hit him uh, at the end of last year? Guard had called a, a, a late timeout that he did not like, and uh, there was some shoving. You know, there was a hey, I'll remember that. And then we got into a big, well, who's who's the blame there in the handshake line, and why are we doing handshake lines? You remember all that, right? Um, hey, great that those two have been able to bury the hatchet, whatever it was. And, um, and, and take a photo and do that stuff. Here's the problem, though. We basically forgot that it had happened, right? You don't remember about that until I started talking about the handshake line and all that. You're like, oh, yeah, that's right. Um, it's great that adults can act like adults. That's good stuff. Uh, the problem was we needed them to act like adults uh, back on February the 20th of, last, uh, of earlier this year. That's when we needed them to act like adults. And not like this. But at the same time, uh, it's nice that the two of them seem to bear the hatchet. Um, yeah, I, I don't know if that was, I, I don't know if it was needed. Uh, but like I said, 
holding adults to a higher standard. All right, that's going to do it for the Hammer Down Show tomorrow. Coach Brian Day with us, and it's Friday, so we'll wrap up the week and prep you for the weekend, especially with Purdue football. That's tomorrow, back here on the Hammer Down.